0: And we are live welcome back on the show of women strength society today we have a special guest Tilly Mordle. I hope I pronounced that all right and right. Uh, yeah how are you doing today
1: good I am good thank you how are you all good
0: I'm all good I'm all good I'm very much looking forward to um to our conversation and hearing um about What's going on with you right now? Because you're in your peak week right before um, the first show of your your actual uh, current season of bodybuilding. Yes, and I'd like to um, I'd like to start there, and people are going to just discover um, who you are as we go along in that uh, discussion. So let's just start into peak week. What is it? Um, for the people that might not know and how um, how it's working right now for you.
1: Sure. So obviously it's Tuesday. The show is on Saturday. So the whole idea of peak week is just peaking your physique so that on Saturday you look your best. So every other day up until now really doesn't mean anything. The only thing that we're getting judged on is what we look like on stage for five minutes. So it doesn't matter what you look like on Friday night. On Sunday morning, if you don't look how we want to look on that Saturday for five minutes, then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the point of peaking is that you want to be ready by peak week, so you don't actually have to keep pushing in peak week. Because when we're pushing super hard, endless cardio, you know, super restricted on the diet, still loads of steps, huge output, our body's stressed, our body's inflamed, our body's holding on to water. And we we feel it we look watery you know those lines get blurred the lines that we want to look crispy and deep are blurred because we're holding on to that water in between the skin and the muscle. so the whole idea of peak week is that you're ready the week before and that you can actually take your foot off the gas do less cardio do less steps fill up with carbs and the lines stay there and they become a little bit sharper and a little bit more visible than they were before because you did less and you ate a little bit more carbs, and it started to fill you out. So when it comes to, yeah, the Saturday, you've peaked, that's your peak physique. Think of it as the top, you know, the top, the peak physique is that Saturday. So pe- peak week for me looks pretty normal, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I actually hurt, hurt my neck over the weekend, so I did take two rest days back to back, but their normal training days today was my last leg day. Um, again to reduce that inflammation um no stressing when we're training nothing till failure we don't want to go too hard so that we're we've got inflammation on the the lower body we're judged a lot in bikini which is mm. my category on the glutes and obviously you know your whole physique but glutes and legs you want to have them sharp um and it's usually the last thing that becomes sharp for a female so we've put a lot of emphasis on that so yeah quite normal for me it's usually on thursday friday that will start trickling in more carbs um reducing you know no gum no sugar-free squash no sugar-free um water no sauces those have been taken out already um my sodium is the same my water is six liters now for the next few days it will slowly increase and then the day before show it will be reduced to two to three liters for reference thursday will be seven liters which is the most then we'll have a little you know that's a it's not that little two to three liters a lot of people don't even drink two liters but i'm used to drinking six to seven liters on a normal day so yeah so that's basically what peak week looks like for me there's a million different ways to do it but the process itself is actually often overcomplicated. it's it's quite simple you know be ready do less eat more and leave the rest up to fate. <laughs> yeah,
0: And to the prep, the work that you've been doing before, obviously. Of
1: course, The hard uh, work, you know, yeah. it's actually, I take peak week as my, I don't say I'm nine, you know, 19 weeks out or 20 weeks out. I'm like, I count peak week as my chill week. Like we don't, mm-hmm. I don't count it. I've got 20 minutes of cardio tomorrow. I've been doing yeah. an hour and a half, you know, 20 minutes, nothing on Thursday. No cardio, no training, low steps. So peak week's a great week for me. That's a chill week.
0: Cool, cool. And so far it's going well.
1: Yeah, so far yeah. it's going well. It's it's a little bit of a shock now. Only one soda a day. <laughs> I was having maybe two, um, three max. And then obviously, you know, I had like mustard and stuff and sugar-free ketchup on some of my meals. So the biggest shock is like, oh my God, like not having, this is my last squash my only squash of the day and my last squash of the day. So because tomorrow that has to go. So I figured just have one now if you want to have one. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit of a shock to the system, but it's it's going well. It's going well. Yeah.
0: And so the things you are talking about, is that something that you do to, obviously, you want to improve the physique and the way you look, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um so does it mean that the, there's more than just calories counting and how much you train to improve your look, at, like the food that you are eating, the food choices um, and that kind of stuff?
1: I mean, in black and white, yeah, sure. It's just to lose fat, you've got to be in a calorie deficit and you want to have high enough protein, right? But you want to feel good at the same time. I'm always going to mention whole foods being the main source of your food. I like the 80-20 rule, to be honest. Um, and if I wasn't, you know, bodybuilding is a slightly different game. You've got to be very smart with your food choices because I have to think only what's going to fill me up. What is my body going to respond really well to? Mm-hmm. What do I digest well? What's going to give me energy? You know, you you have to make those types of choices. You stop looking at food as a a value and you just look at it as that's fuel for me today this is yeah. going to get to my goal you know but it's
0: functional
1: yeah exactly yeah. um yeah, cool. but for lifestyle clients look yeah if i'm you know if i'm in my off season even if i was trying to lose fat and i was doing i wasn't doing a bodybuilding prep i would still be having a little your protein bars your protein cookies yeah i don't know a donut if i wanted one you know like it's not it's gonna kill you no nope. it's not you know you have to be flexible if i don't do that I'm not a robot, you know, I'm a human being. I like donuts. I like yeah. pizza. I'm not <laughs> going to say that I don't. Like, of course I do. So, um, and it's important, I think, honestly, to have that. Otherwise, you face that other side of, you know, fitness, which is this really restrictive and kind of disordered eating style. Um, I can't have that. I'm scared of food. I'm fearful of food. Like, I don't want to ever promote that or to my clients or have anyone. We work, you know, to get out of that state. Mm-hmm. Fitness is not just about... Being like super, super strict.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, it becomes increasingly important um, to pay attention to that kind of detail the more the leaner you get, or the more ambitious yeah. you get with your goals?
1: Yeah, definitely. The on the leaner side, uh, your body becomes a lot more sensitive for the foods that you're putting in it. So if I haven't had for a while, the other day I've been having mainly chicken as my protein source, as my meat source. Um, I have whey and stuff like that, but i was having mainly chicken and i had beef and what do you know my tummy hurt my digestion was off and i was like ah, cool shouldn't have done that and that was i hadn't had beef in a long time and now my body's skin really sensitive to what it's putting in so i'm on a meal plan so i've eaten the same foods for 20 weeks doesn't work for everyone but if you like the food that you eat then it does in a can um So I tend that I see that works for me and I can mix it up. I can mix up my protein choices. I can choose between turkey, chicken, beef, tuna, shrimp, whatever. So I chose beef and I regretted that. Um, (laughs) So yeah, you just have to be aware of like how your body then starts to like digest the food. And if you feel different, then you'll know that something, or what's the one thing I changed? It was the beef. So there's my answer. And then when you start to reintroduce foods again, of course you can have your, your favorite beef burgers or your beef, whatever. Um, but yeah, you got to you got to pay attention to it, and you'll know it, you'll feel it straight away. I felt it straight away, mm-hmm. so even if I wasn't paying attention to it, my body was.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's going to show. Send your signal. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go a bit more into the, the 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 rest of the prep or like the main bulk of the prep. You said that you um you were following a meal plan, yeah. and I'm curious about um you know the kind of attitude you have to have to. Um, to follow a strict diet during 20 weeks and to be able to deliver a, a certain result on D-Day, what kind of, of attitude you have to have? What kind of beliefs you have to have? What's kind of the, the mindset game behind, um, behind all of it?
1: Oof. I mean, it's all mindset. It <laughs> really is it, because what you do and what you think and what you believe your body just follows through, um, I it's it's difficult, isn't it? And it's such a such a big answer to that. But in short, this year I wanted two things: one, redemption after my last season last year. I I, I want I wish I called it redemption on YouTube. I wish that was my season like title. Um, but I haven't really I haven't voiced that to anyone. I haven't told anyone that I want redemption and I want my pro card. Uh-huh. Now, that's a big that's a big one, right? And because before I never wanted my pro card, so. I prepped and I did well and it was all handy dandy, but the the drive that I have this year is knowing that I'm going up against girls who have also, you know, been wanting their pro card for years. They've been chasing Mm -hmm. this for, they have been on this for years. Um, And they're not skipping their meals and they're not skipping cardio and they're not skipping the gym. So if at the end of the day, I'm standing next to someone who has done everything that I haven't done and I'm Coming second, everything that I've done for the past 20 weeks has been a waste, you know, because it's like I've, I'm not here to sacrifice time, money, energy, all my family time, social events, all the things that I have said no to, which isn't a lot, but we still have, to then get on stage knowing that, oh, well, I'm not even going to come close to the girls because I didn't give it 100%. So if I'm going to do it, you have to give it a hundred percent you're wasting your time you're wasting your time don't waste time with this kind of stuff you know
0: absolutely yeah i understand that now you said something quite interesting that i didn't expect um it's the the competition uh, against someone else and um so like the point i'm trying to get at or what i'm interested in is for someone who might be not going on stage, but still want to have like very, very good results with a diet with a fat loss phase. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who wants like maybe above average results. Um, they might not have the urgency of the competition um, what are what are some of the some of the stuff that you tell yourself like when it's when it's hard when you're hungry, when you have to push into training to remain focused and consistent. If you did not have like the the competition,
1: oh, see, ah, uh, if I don't have a goal, I'm really really flaky, like, uh-huh. and I I can happily admit that, you know, if I wasn't competing, I wouldn't be this shredded. I really d- <laughs> because I would be like, no, I want a pizza, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I I can't diet unless I'm dieting for a stage. I can't diet for a holiday. I can't diet. For sh- I'm terrible. Um. <laughs> But if I'm coaching someone, and obviously I know how I know how to do it, I know what I have to tell myself, It's you, you're going to have to be clever. You're going to have to manage your time, manage your hunger, manage your cravings. Now, it, for me to do that, it is actually just, if you really have to, get the low-calorie jellies. Get the low-calorie, you know, the freeze pops. I've, I've put on my story a few times. They're two calories. Uh, incorporate foods that you enjoy. Be clever with how... How often you space your meals? I have six times, eat six times a day, six meals a day. So there's very little chance for me to actually think, oh, I'm hungry or I wanna eat something else because one, I like my meals and two, I eat so often. If I'm not cooking, I'm eating. And if I'm not eating, I'm cooking my next meal. You know, it's a constant. Um, So be be structured, be on it, think of the end goal. And remember that I, I like to tell my clients that this is a phase. This is temporary. You are in a phase. So whatever you do, do it seriously. You know, set. we don't want to set crazy fat loss phases, 24 weeks, 26 weeks. No one can stick to that. That's crazy. If you're not getting on stage, that's crazy. 12, 14 weeks. It's not a lot of time in the grand scheme of things. In, you know, in the big picture, it's not a lot of time at all. So if you've got 12 weeks, that's it. Think of it as a phase. It's a bit all or nothing, but get in, do it. Get out. get out yeah yeah because yeah. actually if you don't go all or nothing and you want a balanced approach then you're not going to have the you want extreme results you're telling me you want to be a cut above the rest maybe you want to get shredded maybe you want to do a photo shoot maybe you want to have a six-pack for the first time in your life mm-hmm. then take it seriously it's a phase you'll be able to reverse out food will be there and you'll be able to have that a build season perhaps or maintenance season whatever but yeah just focus on the next 12 weeks which honestly is just like gone yeah, before you fast. even know it it's gone. So that's what I like to break it down into phases. And then if you're committing to something, do it and then get out.
0: Cool. Cool. So, so you approach it with a very um, structured approach mm-hmm. as far as time, time frame goes, but also like on the strategic mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. And you also said something uh, quite interesting that I, I'd like to get more into is um, getting super clear about your goals. Um, because you said you said yourself like if if I don't have that goal that's very specific that deadline then I'm just not going to I'm going to choose the pizza yeah Um, how do you do you approach um, goal setting um, like in a prep setting do you like reverse engineer it um, where you say hey at the beginning we are going to be a bit more aggressive or a bit less aggressive and then we are going to um to i don't know increase the steps decrease the calories that kind of stuff um or do you do you not do that and something else and if yet what it is
1: No, you nailed nail on the head there um you always want to start you want to start yourself in a really good place you're never going to want someone to come to you and say i want to do a cut I've been eating 1500 calories and I'm already doing 45 minutes of cardio every single day. Like, no, nah, uh, uh, uh. you're already <laughs> eating that. And you're coming to me to lose fat. What is happening? You're obviously not eating that or something is seriously wrong and you need to go get your bloods checked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to set yourself up to be in a really good position. My end season off season was like over 3000 calories. So mm-hmm. my cardio was 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, I think. <laughs> training day or five you know five yeah five times a week on your only on training days so what's going to happen as soon as i put 25 minutes of cardio and bring my calories down to 2.4 was my first drop great we lost like two or three kilos just straight off the bat and then slowly and surely that cardio increased those calories decreased steps decreased so it's my three tools in your toolbox are your cardio calories and your steps you want to use those three alternating directions of course um be great if calories could increase but they can't <laughs> um and you you put pull them out your toolbox when you need them you know sometimes you might only use one sometimes you might not even need to put in cardio sometimes the steps might stay the same my steps only changed once that entire prep my cardio my calories were the only things that were really going up and down um But yeah, you want to start yourself in a really good place. Your starting position is going to give you a lot of success or Mm -hmm. actually going to hinder your success, Um, depending on obviously what the, the end is, the end goal is looking like or what you want to do. But start good and then manage meticulously just weekly. You know, like I have a weekly tracker. I check in twice a week with my coach and we see where things are moving. If you're continuously dropping, then great but it doesn't mean that because you're continuously dropping that you don't need to be aware that you should at some point actually be, be ahead of the game mm-hmm. and anticipate the changes that you might need to put in. I see a lot of people being complacent with saying, oh, I don't need to change anything because my, I keep dropping, that's fine. And you can only do that for so long before actually you need to anticipate and be a- ahead of that, not change because you're gonna need to speed the process up at some point, you can't just float along On two thousand calories, you know, if you could, but for a female bikini competitor, no. For a male bodybuilder, I mean, even that's a push. But you know what I mean? You have to actually anticipate stuff like that. That's yeah.
0: Is that something that you um like? Do you you are a full time coach? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that is that the same strategy that you use with somebody who's not getting on stage, but but says like, hey, I want you, Mm -hmm. I want to have like very good results. I want to see my abs for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I always want people to have a, a realistic time frame, depending on again, depending <laughs> on their sign position. If they come to me and they're not eating very much and they want to, and I'm, I just like, no, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not gonna, just going to take you on as a client for the sake of a client and for the sake of money. Like, no, you. I want you to either be at this amount of calories or this is what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. but You have to trust it. You're not going to be with me. We're not doing an eight week cut. Like, I want you to build up your calories just for a second sit at maintenance for a minute and then in a few weeks we can talk about but i mean i'd love them just to do that for like six months but no one wants to do that for six months (laughs) and then we can talk about going into a fat loss phase now whether you want to do something short and aggressive like a mini cut get in get out or you want to do something that yields perhaps more extreme results and needs about 12 to 14 weeks depending on your lifestyle because obviously Mm -hmm. it's lifestyle dependent not everyone wants to give 12 to 14 weeks to a cut understandably you know, it's not everyone's priority, but if you do, then yeah, you've got to be understanding that this is where we're going to start, but this is what's going to happen. And you are going to have to, if we only got 14 weeks and you've got four of those weeks, you know, kind of just seeing how the body responds to the initial drop, you then got 10 weeks left. Like, you know, you're going to ha- you have to speed it up at some point. That's why I prefer a 20 week prep, which is slow, steady. My body yeah. responds. I have a chance to only be dropping, you know, 10 grams of oats, Five grams of dark chocolate, you know, tiny little adjustments actually suit me a lot better than someone saying peanut butter's gone, dark chocolate's gone, oats are gone. I'd be like, oh my god, no, what, what? But awesome.
0: Where's my food? So, yeah, yeah.
1: low and steady, like the prep is like the food drop. So it has benefits for me personally.
0: Yeah. So a lot of it comes to your adherence, no? so yeah yeah. and do you think that um do you think that it's going to be dependent on on the type of personality of the clients of the person what kind of strategy you're going to use
1: yeah yeah definitely i know some people who do want all or nothing don't give me macro tracking don't give me options tell me what to eat and i will eat it and i will Mm do it okay great like that's really easy you're gonna stick to the plan or I have people that need to be a little bit more. They're still great workers. They're still working super hard, but you have to have a little bit of a softer approach. Maybe give them options for potatoes or rice or pitta or a bagel, you know, give them a little bit more flexibility. Don't make them feel like they're so restricted or that this is so scary or overwhelmed. You know, people can be anxious about going to the gym, anxious about sticking to a meal pan. Um, this day and age everyone's got something that you have to adhere like you have to change and you have to make them you know it has to be personalized because no one's going to have the same plan as someone else because what obviously what works for one person isn't going to work for another so yeah you you have to take in the person's lifestyle their type of like the way that they are the way that their mind works what they want and how they're going to respond if they you know if people who don't People who get plans and don't speak up about the fact that it doesn't work for them Mm -hmm. won't get the results. I'm thinking, why didn't you, like, you have to be honest with your coach. Why didn't you tell me that you didn't like half of the stuff I told you to eat? Like, I obviously make it for you to be able to stick to. If you don't like it, I'm obviously not going to stick to it. You have to be open and honest and you have to just, you have to trust the process to some extent, of course. But there's no reason why you shouldn't speak up and, you know, ask questions and say things and have concerns. Because if you've got a concern it needs to be addressed and we need to change the plan to make sure that that concern is covered
0: yeah absolutely like the base of coaching is communication and yeah. if this is not there then there's no coaching happening and no- obviously you you also have a coach yes. um or why obviously but you you have a coach um mm-hmm. why is it important for you because obviously you know what you're doing it's it's like your 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 job to uh, coach people to achieve that kind of results why is it important for you to um to still have a coach
1: because a couple of reasons one of them is because i'm that person that i just mentioned who wants to be told what to do wants to follow a plan and wants to just report back and say they've done the plan Um, It takes all the stress because, you know, prep's kind of stressful. It's one less stress when someone else is just handling all the mechanics, all my training programs, all my diet, like all my plans, my workouts, my this, my that, my peak weeks, you know, my deloads, my refeeds. It's all handled. I don't need to think about the fact that I need to do a deload. Oh, my God. When was the last time I had this? When was the last time I did that? Who's keeping track of that if it's not me, you know? So my coach is... Amazing for that, uh, really meticulous and does everything for me. And then the other reason is obviously having that accountability, which is super important. Um, I if I wasn't checking in twice a week and now every single day, who's to say that maybe I would think, oh, do you know what? I'll have what I want. I can't be asked with this right now. I want to just, you know, eat this with my family. Who's to say? But because I'm like, oh, I've got to check in on my coach tomorrow. I really want my weight to be down. You know, I really want to look a bit sharper. I really want, you always want to, ma- I want to make that person proud. Mm-hmm. So it's another, Omph. I want to make that, I'm working with someone. I want to make them proud. We're a team. Um, and that has a big, I'm a. I'm a team player. As much as this is a very individual solo sport, my I've always played team sports. And I think that that has a big part of me. I want someone else to mm-hmm. be like proud of, working with me, you know,
0: cool, cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I'd like to go a bit more into like the past preps you had and the past experience you had with bodybuilding and what, why, one thing that I find quite interesting is that you were not always a full-time coach. Mm-hmm. Um you had like uh you had like a job um corporate a job, job. <laughs> uh, yeah a real job yeah. um in construction if i'm not mistaking mm-hmm. yeah, and i'd like to hear um a bit more how is it to balance out like a very ambitious <laughs> prep <laughs> and sports and and that kind of demands when you are when you are working full time um yeah. a normal job.
1: Normal job yeah. so yeah my 2020 prep no that's all, 2020 my god 2022 <laughs> last year um working with the current coach that i have now yeah we, we did a prep and i was working full-time i want to say nine to five but it was more like seven thirty till six because that's what construction is like um uh in yeah in london in the city day in day out whilst prepping now the one thing that changed more so was just the time management. I had to be more on top of. Now, because I get to work from home, I get to cook my meals fresh when I want them. Um, I do do some PT when I want to, but only down the road. Realistically, there's no one else to look out for other than me. Mm-hmm. Me and my you know. So my time management only has to be to some extent managed every it can be changed on the hour if i want it to be changed on the hour but yeah when you're when you've got hours outside the house i need to have all my meals with me i needed to have that fridge clear for you know for me without being too selfish um prep every night i didn't want to i don't like prepping for like two or three days in advance i get really funny about food like that mm-hmm. um so i prepped every night and i made it my enjoyment time i made it my time and i think I like to be able to, I'm a very positive person and I like to be able to take things that people deem as a chore and, ugh, and actually spin that. And I used to just have some cool music on in the background and I would spend my time like enjoying cooking. It takes 20 minutes to prep. Come on, realistically, it takes 20 minutes to put everything in an air fryer. Um, and I just have it ready the night before, all stacked up, ready to go. And then boom, in my cool bag, backpack, and that was it. I used to go do my cardio in the morning before, so I'd have to wake up earlier than I wake up now, mm-hmm. take off my cardio, get changed, go to work, obviously chew public transport. I did loads of steps, so I never had to do extra steps. So I was walking around London the whole like every single day. And then I'd train in the evening, and that was my routine, and that was that. And it's the, you know, it's the same, I still have my routine here. My routine then was probably easier because there was no room for error. There was no time to fuck up. There was no time to do anything different. Whereas here, I have maybe more free time that my meals could get mixed up a little bit. I am out of the house sometimes. So I think, shit, I haven't got a meal. Like I ate at one o'clock and I just ate my other meal at five, That's a very big gap because I was mm-hmm. at an appointment, right? There's a massive gap there. And that wouldn't have happened had I been at work and, you know, just based out my
0: meals
1: So it became a little bit more, structured before than it is now but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah in no way was it harder I don't think it was harder and I don't like the excuse of people telling me that they are busy at work and this and I'm a a very understanding coach I am empathetic I do understand but I also just want to tell people that it's not your priority if you're letting that be an excuse It's, It's simple as that and it's okay for people to admit. It's not your priority that work yesterday was your priority. Don't make an excuse for it. Just own your own it. Just own it. You know, that's the easiest way to be able to move forward and actually make corrections. Like, oh, you know what? You're right. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Owning that something isn't your priority is one of the easiest ways to actually make yourself feel 10 times better than trying to just. You sabotage yourself and lie about it and be a deny about it just own yeah. it it's it's, it's okay.
0: actually the first step no because when you do this or like once you've done that and own it then only then can you start to um shift your mindset around it and say hey i'm um, going to do to turn the prep into like a me time and put on mm-hmm. some some good music and have like a positive um positive perspective on it yeah, yeah cool super super interesting Mm -hmm. super interesting um i want to go back a bit more than the last prep i've
1: I've... got got some good ones before that
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i've seen on your instagram page that like your oldest post um i think it was around 10 years ago uh was a yoga pose Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that i want to understand like better Um, the evolution of Tilly doing yoga up to Tilly wanting to win a pro (laughs) pro card in a bodybuilding show.
1: Yeah, Um, we'll we'll go right back. So I was always super, super, super sporty. Every sports team, hockey, running, shooting, swimming, horse riding, everything. I did it. Really sporty. And then no sport, nothing. No gym didn't train, ate what I wanted, drank what I wanted, never really, not not to be like, I put on loads of weight, like, no, I didn't even, it wasn't even a consideration, we never even thought like that. Mm -hmm. Moved to the Caribbean when I was 18, and I think 18 to 20, I was working in a bar, and I was living my best life, or actually 18 to 22, but for 18 to 20, I was eating out every night, drinking whatever I wanted, and then... I think I was like, oh, you know, I should probably go to the gym at some point. This seems like something people do. They seem to enjoy this. So we'll go to the gym. So went to the gym and joined a yoga studio. One of the one of my best friends who I moved out there with was a yoga teacher. She was super into it. We lived together. And she was like, come with me. It's an amazing studio. You'll love it. So I did yoga. And I loved, love it. I still do. I don't do it. But I still really like yoga. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Um, and I would maybe when I'm out of my bodybuilding era, I'll do some yoga again. But for now, I don't have time. <laughs> it's not my priority. Yeah. And I'm honest about it. It's not my priority. Um, so at then it came to the point where I was busy working. Um, I think I was doing some like studying and that kind of stuff. My free time, I had to choose between yoga and the gym, and I chose the gym. So I remember started working out, didn't know what I was doing. I did squats like there was no tomorrow. That's all I did. And maybe a little bit of cardio, but God, no structure. My feet eating was all over the place. I didn't know what macronutrients were, nothing. Um, funny that the, I met, I met a few people in the gym, met the trainers and a couple of them said to me like, oh, you have, um, you have good shape, you have good potential, but you're always doing the same thing. You know, I did whatever I did an hour on the stairs before my workout. Didn't even think like an hour was hard. Like, what was, what was wrong with me? And then I just, I don't know, bicep curls. God knows what I was doing. Like, then I left and I came back to the UK and moved to London, which is what brought me that now, Like, basically outside London, but been here for, what, six years? Um, went to university. And at university, didn't get time. Again, wasn't my priority. Didn't train. I had to work. I worked nights. And I was at university all day. There was just, it was just not an option for me. I slept all day if I wasn't at uni and then worked again that evening. Like, wasn't happening. Drinking alcohol, going out. You know the, the story. I was 20, early 20s. Um, I'm 30 now for reference. But yeah, yeah, like 25. I don't know, it's not that. It's only a few years ago, realistically. It's not, you know, I haven't like, it's only been quite a short period of time. that I changed a lot. But like 24, 25. Um... Then I was going to the gym near me when I got more time and the guy who I spoke to in the Caribbean, one of the coaches messaged me and said, I want to help you. Like, I just want to send you a plan. If I did, would you do it? And I was like, sure. I said, I'm going on holiday. I'm going back to Cayman, back to the Caribbean in I think it was probably about 10 weeks. He said, brilliant. Follow this. You'll get shredded. And I was like, cool. Didn't think anything of it. Right. It was about 1500 calories and it was, I believe an hour of cardio a day, no stagger, no breakdown, no, no 1500 calories, an hour of cardio.
0: Straight boom.
1: Yeah. I think maybe I don't even know if I did a check-in with him, but we just spoke and stuff on Instagram and whatnot. Now this was a very broccoli, chicken, rice, <laughs> oat, yogurt, you know, bodybuilder like there was no it was black and white well i followed the plan for 10 weeks and i got shredded and i didn't think twice about anything i didn't you know because you don't know what you're really doing until you actually know what you're doing so that was great and then i had a great time in cayman i stayed quite lean um unintentionally because I didn't go off the plan because no one told me that I could go off the plan <laughs> no one told me it's done now so I just <laughs> went back to the plan as soon as I got off vacation again and I stayed shredded I was still doing ca- cardio I was still eating 1500 calories For like a good probably six months to a year maybe uh-huh. six, eight months but and not even thinking about it you know Just doing it, enjoying it, living life. I would still go out for dinner. I was out for dinner every week, if not like twice a week religiously. And that was, you know, not an issue just eating, you know, normal dinner food. It's not not an issue. I've I've got a good relationship with food. I've got a good relationship with my body. So Uh it was never like I couldn't go out and eat or I'd punish myself for eating. Like, no, I just went out for dinner with friends. Um, And then I'd be back to meal prepping. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I didn't need to do that. And then... After I got shredded, he was like, you've got a good physique. Do you want to get on stage? Uh He was body coach. And I was like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Let's do it. So my first show was 2019. And we did a 12-week prep, I believe, which is not, not too long in the grand scheme of things. My calories didn't change once. 1,500, again, it just seems to be like that was everyone got this bikini. 1,500. 2 hours of cardio was the max cardio I did mm-hmm. twice um once after my workout once at another time in the day and then yeah I got shredded but throughout that time I I had your classic prep you know the food focus was ridiculous mm-hmm. the cravings the post show the binging that's the red flags that I'm now obviously very aware of um that no one told me about yeah we didn't have that type of communication so i wasn't yeah. aware that these things were really prevalent in the in that world and i did two shows pca which is a pretty big federation in the uk I had two weeks and i did a fitness and fashion which is like your wbff your peer relief mm-hmm. right so you don't need to be as hard for those shows which is fine um so i came in pretty hard i was pretty lean for my pca my first ever show i came third um i was a ball of nerves And yeah, it looked pretty good, looked pretty good. But post-show, well, I ate and I ate and I ate and I didn't (laughs) stop eating until the sun came up and then I ate again, yeah? You (laughs) get the picture, it did not end. And then I had to get on stage in two weeks and I was like, oh my God, so let's, you know what? Yeah, let's diet again, that's a good idea. Uh (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) That's a really bad idea, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, And I will never do, so this prep I'm doing back to back peak weeks Yeah, Uh straight away because you know how much I like Peak week, I'm doing back to back peak weeks for my Shows if I have to, I am not Leaving two or three weeks in between a show, that is so Hard, I really give my Hat off to people who Do that because it's really hard Um, so Picking yourself back up after you've had a Taste of the good stuff, yeah Not easy, but now maybe I could do it I'm a, you know, I'm I've developed mentally and More physically. But, yeah, of course. Back then, no, I was in trouble. Um, <laughs> but I did this show, I came second, I won my pro card, and I, you know, I looked really watery and really shit. But of course, in those federations, no offense to people who compete in those federations, but they are it's a different know. centered. Yeah, it's not yeah. bodybuilding. It's really not. Um then because I knew that. I can eat again after this show. And I and then the same thing happened. And that cycle actually continued. Continued for longer then because I had no more goals. So I had the post-show mm-hmm. blues as well as just eating and eating and eating and eating. Until probably a good month, I reckon, afterwards, where I was just a water balloon. I put on 8 to 10 kilos in, what, three weeks? Yeah. That's <laughs> huge. And that's huge when you've been shredded. And the, yeah, it's 10 kilos of water as well as body fat, so you're just like, you know, ping you're yeah. a balloon, a balloon, you know, yeah. Not good, not good maybe, for the mind.
0: Yeah, maybe go a bit, go a bit into that because obviously when you're yeah. doing a show, you're super, super shredded. You can see everything, uh, like the anatomy book, and then three weeks—it's it's a very little, very little time. And what happened in your mind when you saw yourself like with eight kilo more and like no definition?
1: I, do you know what? It's funny because I remember feeling pretty, I had to, I was going on holiday to Ibiza and I remember that specifically. I can't really pinpoint, I don't think I felt good on a day-to-day basis. I think I was probably like a bit embarrassed to go to the gym. I think I was embarrassed to see people who had seen me so shredded and been egging me on to all of a sudden be a completely different person in mm-hmm. such a short period of time. I definitely felt not great about it, um, but I still, your, your life is for living, you know? I still did whatever I wanted to do. To do. Um, And I still continued eating. (laughs) So clearly didn't hate it that much. (laughs) But I remember going to Ibiza and I did not want to be in a bikini. Uh I remember this so clearly. Like my friends were, I'm so excited. I can't wait, I can't wait. And I was like, I don't want to go. Like I actually was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go on this holiday. I was thinking, how can I get out of going on this holiday? that I really wanted to go on with my friends because I'd been prepping for so long. I hadn't been able to enjoy with them. And I was like, yeah, when I'm done, we'll go away. We'll have a great time. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't want to go on holidays. So all of a sudden, she doesn't like how she looks. Like, I didn't want to be that person. So I went on a holiday and I wore a bathing suit and they're my best friends and no one cares and no one else knew. It was just me. <laughs> um, And I remember thinking, well, all I have to do is die again and just do another prep. So stupid me did another prep. <laughs> To get rid of all that I think more so than anything to get rid of you know that excess that I put on not for the fact that I wanted to compete again because at the time I didn't uh-huh. know if I really liked it I had so gotten it was,
0: in- sorry it, it was in the same season then it was like yeah, you had a again. show then you had that rebound and then you you were like okay I'm going to diet again prep again yeah. for another show yeah, yeah. okay so I
1: remember gotcha. I probably finished let's say I finished competing that season <clears throat> 2019 in June The next lot of shows were October, November, Mm. September, October, November, Mm. right? I had a very quick rebound. Like I said, about about a month where I put on all this weight, went on holiday, and then got back onto a prep, which I would know way Uh to anyone or myself now. But did it anyway. Didn't know if I really liked competing, but sort of liked it. So I was doing it, one, for the fact that I wanted to do WBFF, And I wanted to do the British finals for the one that I was then a pro in. Um, Now that prep, as you can imagine, did not go so smoothly Uh because I could not get my head in the game. I was just so clocked out mentally. My body was tired of dieting. My mind was tired of dieting. I wanted to eat. The food focus hadn't gone yet. You know, I hadn't repaired. My hormones were all over the place. My leptin, my ghrelin, my metabolism in the gutter, Mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't yeah. know any of this. No one told me to check your bloods. Make sure everything's working okay. Rest, reset, put your feet up. No, no. Let's go back on 1,500 calories and two hours of cardio. <laughs> yeah. Just take it away. Same foods. Over. I didn't know about macros very much. I was starting to learn at that point. I didn't know that I could have just switched out uh-huh. that this for that, Fruit, the wines yeah. for the potatoes, the cereal for the, you know. And obviously it would have made that a lot easier, but it was not a good idea to go back into prep. So I fell off the wagon. I cheated uh-huh. my diet. I still got on stage. I still did it. I don't know why I didn't just, I don't know why I didn't not quit. Yeah.
0: You know?
1: yeah. That's a really, and I honor people and I think they're really brave to be able to do that because I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I had to say, no, I can't quit. But what I was doing was worse than just taking a step back. So there's no like it's not all soldier through you know if you need to take a step back take a step back and i wish i did but yeah i learned and to be fair i had a good time competing and my post show wasn't as bad because i had learned already i went through the worst of it i wanted to do it again i wanted to kind of just give give myself grace
0: yeah
1: and it was it was better i enjoyed food but i You know, I managed to just kind of stay like it was both of those were fitness and fashion. They weren't bodybuilding. So you weren't as lean, which Mm -hmm. meant I didn't look that different when I stopped prepping. And I just went back to kind of normal living for a minute. So, yeah, that was it was quite good, to be fair. It wasn't that bad. And then we have 2020, which was the lockdown prep. Uh So world was in lockdown. I finished university. I needed something to do. Same coach at this point. We didn't. We didn't do an off season together. I would just go on and do my own thing. And then I was like, right, I want to prep. I want to do two bros, which is the NPC IFBB link. Mm-hmm. The UK. I want to do this show, um, in whatever it was, twelve weeks. Well, obviously, it wasn't twelve weeks. It was about a twenty four week prep because of the shows kept getting cancelled and pushed back. Cancelled. Oh, yeah. Cancelled. Right. But I finished uni, got nothing to do. I'm in, a good, I'm in a good headspace now. You know, I feel good about my body. I did give it a rest. We had a good off season. I was eating a lot, but eating like, you know, my normal foods, fueling myself properly, had built some muscle in between that time. Um, lockdown. So did all my workouts at home, bands, a, a big 16 kilo kettlebell. That thing literally made everyone laugh. It was just so big. It was the funniest thing. It was, massive. it was the only thing I had and some dumbbells. <laughs> And we prepped and it was a really good prep. I did macro tracking the entire time. So by that point I knew what macros were. I was coaching some girls. So you um, had a bit
0: more flexibility with the, with the food you were eating. Yeah. yeah
1: I was in full control of my macros. He cool. said, these are your macros. You can't really do too much cardio right now. So I want you to do, I think it was quite high steps to try and counteract the fact that I needed to do it. So I went on two really long walks a day, which was nice. Cause what else was there to do in lockdown? Yeah. You know, I just down the river. So yeah, and trained. That literally it took took my mind off everything, it kept me really busy. I had a really successful prep. The gyms opened four weeks before the show. So I had four weeks of getting into the gym, um, macro tracking the whole time. Check calories didn't change. I think they're about 1620 the entire prep. Mm-hmm. Um the peak week always used to fuck me up a little bit, I'll be honest, which is why I then started to think, if I want to take this seriously. I might need to get another coach at this point. Mm-hmm. We used to really manipulate sodium and manipulate water, which actually made me look really flat on stage. Mm-hmm. Not how much carving up I did. I just tended to look flat. So my 2020 showing was actually good. I won my height class, which got me into the overall. Um, and I thought this is the federation for me. This suits my physique. It suits- I didn't really know too much about the pro cards and you know the, the whole the world that it really is behind the IFBB but I liked it enough to then think all right cool so (laughs) took a step back post-show pretty good I was then very in control of like you know I enjoyed food with my family I just wanted to be present and just be with them not about the food anymore it was just about just doing things that I didn't do after lockdown. I could travel with my friends, travel with my family. And yeah, um, we we just had it pretty normal. So lived a normal life, got a job in construction that year, the end of 2020. Um, my life, my priorities were definitely gym. I was still training, um, kept a really good body composition and working and then building my career because I wanted to be in construction. That was mm-hmm. where I was going. I was gonna be, where I was gonna build everything. like. <laughs> um and at um, some
0: point you did not like it anymore and then you said
1: of course I then yeah (laughs) that came a little bit later obviously that was only last year that I stopped doing that but love the company I worked for had a great time um 2021 took a year off said let me concentrate now because bodybuilding isn't my priority work is so let me concentrate on work so I took a year off I did a mini cut and it was an offer actually from this coaching team that I'm with Mm-hmm. Um, was doing like a summer shred, eight week summer shred. And I thought, Do you know what? Yeah, this I've been interested with this girl and this team for a while. So let me do, let me just dip my toes in the water, see how we get on on a cut, and maybe I will think about using her to, you know, prep me. Mm-hmm. So we did a little cut. Uh great, lost a few kilos, felt good. Um, and I said, I want you to be my full-time coach because I'm gonna compete next year. And she was like, sweet, done. Um so we did a reverse. I'm still working at this point, I'm still in construction. We did a reverse. We then did an off season, an off season that I didn't take seriously because I didn't want to put on weight. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I've, I've been, I've been every type of person. I've literally been every type of client that, that I see. You know, oh, yeah. I understand that you don't want to put on weight when you've got lean, or that you don't want to push up your calories. So I didn't. And guess what? I would made fuck all improvements.
0: <laughs> and I looked not more. much happened. Yeah.
1: You know, not much happened. I looked better. I was very happy with my showing, but I could have looked a lot better had I pushed up my calories as high as I was meant to be pushing up my calories. And I just wasn't. I was too lazy with it. I didn't want to do it. Sometimes I did, but the majority, you know, I wasn't taking it seriously. I just was like, I'm not going to do this full time. So what's the point of taking it seriously? Mm -hmm. Well, then we're in 20... Twenty one year off twenty twenty two. So it was like god it's only last year. year. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm working with my coach. Didn't keep her in the off season of doing the in between. Oh no, I did. I think I had a little bit of a break, but so I wouldn't say we did a full off season together, but we definitely did work together. Because actually mm-hmm. the off season I just did was the only off season I've ever kept a coach the entire time. And guess what? <laughs> I made the most progress I ever yeah. made. Um, but How I had yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously for the whole time of doing these shows up until this year, I was natural. So <laughs> I wasn't gonna make as much progress as I made in this off season being my first season assisted. And I know that, but we can touch on that at some point if you want to touch on it. But um, yeah, I did 2020 prep whilst I was then working construction full time. I'd moved to another company and it was while I was at the new company That I was like, ah, don't really enjoy this much. I'm Mm -hmm. not liking it as much. It's not giving me something that I need. I had two really good friends who were just killing it in fitness. And I was like, I know fitness. This is me. I help people. Like, what are you doing? Your potential is being wasted working Mm -hmm. for someone else. So took the plunge, and it all happened at once. I was in prep. I left where I was living in London, brought a house, had a mortgage to pay, didn't have a job. I was like, what have I done now? So I need to launch online coaching right now, this week. Had my best friend make a graphic, and that was it. Luckily, got some clients, and then the rest just kind of, you know, I had savings, and we just made it work, and now here we are. Cool. Yeah, the prep for 2022 was good. I did two shows only because I I was like, I don't want my pro card. It's not my goal. I just want to have a really nice time on stage. So we had a good prep, Um, you know, very meticulous. It was all super calculated. Um, I was not macro tracking. I did macro track for a good six weeks at the beginning of prep. Then I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm ready. Let's do a meal plan. I think I would get along better with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have options. I could have 100 grams of white rice or... A bagel, or it was all written out for me. So if I wanted to switch up things, I could. I felt like I had variety all the time. Cool. So we had a good, yeah, a good season last year. We got first places, a second place, and then I did the finals, which was the pro qualifier, and I got fourth. That's where my redemption comes in. Like, um, we're not getting fourth at pro qualifiers this year. It's yeah. not going to happen. Um, and then I was like, cool, that's all I wanted. You know. Post show was great. Went to Ibiza on a hen do. I then had weddings. I then went to France. I just lived my best life. Had a good time. Left coach for about a month, I think. I said, just give me a minute. Like, I can't keep checking in. You know, you need to have a mental break sometimes. Like I said, sometimes just eat the pizza. Like, sometimes I don't want to check in. Have the
0: donuts. In. Yeah.
1: Have the donut. I didn't want to check in all the time. I just said, I'm not going to be, I don't know if I'm going to compete again. So let me just think about it for a second. She was like, of course, like, I'll be here. So I took a step back. I had some kind of low moments post-show. I was like, oh, fuck, I really, really miss it. I really want to prep again. I really want to be on stage again. That's when I knew that actually I do want to do this again. Mm. So I got coached back way before Christmas. We did a shoot prep so i did a little photo shoot before christmas you know we kind of recomped because i like i didn't go crazy post-show i was in a good place i think i was about seven kilos up in mm-hmm. i don't know five months maybe um, yeah. which is pretty good you know That's and right. i'd you know i was back into the gym everything was just normal i was just eating my normal foods um she said let's recomp and then we'll do a reverse and we'll set yourself up for a really good position to then go into an off season so we did that Going to an off-season, I said, I'm serious now. I want to build muscle. I want to be competitive against these girls. Like, what do I need to do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. You know where my line was last year. It's not there anymore. Um, yeah. I'm ready to to potentially take something or talk about it. So she's good. She's knowledgeable. Um, I took her advice. We ran a cycle for my first assisted cycle in off-season for eight weeks. And then obviously cut that out, started prep. And here we are, cool. twenty weeks later. Um, yeah, so about to step on stage for the first time this year.
0: Nice, nice. So it's a it's a very good combination of of different experiences that build up to the point where you said like, okay, I want to get really serious about it. Yeah, it took me yeah. four, four years. Yeah,
1: to actually say I want my pro card and I'm serious. So people, girls who are like, I want to compete and I want my pro card, and I want it, and I'm like. You haven't even got on stage yet. Like uh-huh. this is a long journey. There is no rush. The stage will be there. Like you, you need to build a pro physique and then you need to think about if you like it or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's not, so much like, not even that is also like the, the kind of commitment from what you've said, you've, you've always had like, um like pretty much all of your life, um, high affinity to sports, Mm-hmm. and being involved in that kind of 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 things and for some girls they just see like um, what's happening on Instagram and then they think like hey I'm 25 28 30 I want to get in the best shape of my life but I've never engaged in sport before or it's my first first experience going into the gym and yep. um, I think like the the expectation that you sell for yourself are are super important to be able to to develop into the athlete that you want to become, and and to have that kind of time frame in mind is, I think, super useful and super helpful that you are talking about it. You know, saying like, "Hey, it's four years before going like getting very serious about it, and before yeah. that, it was like already a few years of training and and being mm-hmm. very um, physically active." There was one thing I wanted to um to touch on before uh, we wrap it up. Something that you say that I found very interesting about um, the prep you had, where you basically you had that rebound and then you went into prep again, that was super long. And from what you describe, it's, it's basically what a lot of, of people are doing all the time. It's like, I'm going on a diet, I'm half committed. And then I'm go- I'm going to eat way more at some point, have a rebound effect. Then I'm going to go back into a diet and then again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And um, what were some of the things that were helpful for you to recognize that this was happening? And um, what are things that are helpful for, for someone in that situation to kind of break the cycle and, um, you know, go in a, on a path that's more productive to achieve the phys- the physique that they want to um to build and achieve
1: yeah so i should have looking back if i was to do it again i would have done that show obviously not had a rebound mm-hmm. reversed properly but if you have rebounded great just get back to maintenance get back to your baseline you don't need to diet we don't need to be pushing up food higher right now if we actually want to bring you know just kind of baseline back again get mm-hmm. your maintenance going train get the protein back get back on a plan drop off the water then you can start you know, then you'll actually see what damage you've done because mm-hmm. half of that is going to be water so bring it back to maintenance then let your body recover there's no rush to do anything. This is not like I said, this is not an eight-week freaking cut. Like this is your mm-hmm. physique for life. So you don't need to do anything in the immediate. It's temp- everything's temporary. Sit in maintenance, recover, make sure your metabolism's like, you know, you're working, your hormones are okay. You can do blood work if you want to do blood work. Um, and then only then, when you've actually given your body a chance to recover, you can you have to yeah you're gonna have to face the fact that you can't just die again you will have to sit with what you've done and that's it's not the end of the world god no one died over (laughs) a kilo you know i didn't die over 10 kilos i look at you get over it i'm now yeah a completely different person because it was temporary you know that in in six months time if it helps you in six months time you could be 10 kilos less and in 12 months time I could be 10 kilos more. I might be in the height of an off season as a pro. You d- you know, you just don't know what that's going to look like. So remember, this is temporary. I won't look like this much longer. I thank God I feel horrendous, you know, and I don't look like I want to see myself in the mirror. I don't look like me. I don't like it, but it's for a goal. So if you, if you've done it, let your body recover. Your body's important. Honor it. Don't punish it. Like I punished it to get yeah. back into the type again. And it, Punished me because realistically, you know, we fought each other the entire prep, and it was a really unenjoyable prep. And I wish I didn't do it. So, yeah, if you do have a little rebound, don't cry about it, or do, and then get (laughs) and then get back to maintenance. Own it, (laughs) own it. Let the body settle, and then think about what you want to do moving forward. Because it might be that actually, once you let those emotions settle, oh shit, I kind of enjoy this. I can go out with my friends. I can have a cocktail on the weekend. I can have a social life. Uh, when I'm in fat loss, I can't. So what's important to you, really? What's important?
0: Yeah. Setting yeah. the priorities. Mm. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yes, building won't be my priority. My priority is going to be going traveling with my friends <laughs> enjoy like business is my priority. So yeah, there's a fine line.
0: Cool. Very nice T, Thanks a lot. Um, i You're feel welcome. like we could we could just keep going because are so much time and i was like yeah. oh my god it's
1: hours. already
0: one hour but i want to be uh respectful respectful of your time especially right now in your peak week um <laughs> yeah. but uh thanks a lot and so well- like if if uh people want to know more about what you do and cheer you on for your shows like where where can they find you
1: so i'm on instagram as tilly model fitness um and then I have a link tree for my YouTube, which is where I'm vlogging mostly everything, which is just Tilly Model on YouTube. But yeah, they're my two main socials.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, very, um, very good input in, in there as well. I saw one vlog that you did or a video on the. Um... Uh, drawbacks of preps and something that people have to be aware before they they want to do that kind of stuff and some of them are also similar to what you might experience when you just try to lose weight and be intentional about it it's not
1: good prep is it it's a diet in general
0: yeah exactly i have uh, one last very last question for you it's an easy one um where should come on the show as a next guest and what uh should should i ask that person that's going to be the next guest on the Women's Strength Society show.
1: Oh. Um. Oh my god, he put me on the spot. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> no, my i I've got prep brain. I I, I can't want <laughs> questions like that. I can talk about uh fitness macros, nutrition but if someone asks me something that is <laughs> literally just thrown in my brain ask them what their favorite flavor of squash is <laughs> maybe i'll buy it that's about as good as i'm gonna get right now
0: <laughs> cool goes to show like what's happening when when the calories are very low when the output is very high <laughs> yeah
1: flavors of squash yeah <laughs> cool
0: Cool. I will keep that in mind and then I ask that person, like, what's your favorite flavor that of squash? A good question. It's a good I've, one. I've it's a good one.
1: I've squash recently, so I've got a lot of flavors.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, Tilly. Um, Pleasure. I wish you all the best for your shows. Thanks. And talk to you next time. We'll talk to you. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye.